Hey, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. How we doing? You doing all right, buddy? You coming out of it all right? Hey, Kevin. If you don't know us... It's been a long 12 hours. We know you. That's all right. We're going to get into it with you, buddy. And if you're not Kevin... Welcome to the show. Hey, we're the professional hippies. Hey. I'm Colton. This is Dylan. And um, Kevin, we, Kevin's getting through it. Kevin, Kevin's, uh, for all those out there, you, you'll get to know Kevin. Don't worry. In good time. Um, we like bridge the gap between hippie woo-woo. Hippie woo-woo. Hippie woo-woo. High achievers. High achievers. And some meat in the middle. There's definitely some marsh in there. Something. Well, hey, welcome to this episode. Very special episode. Why is it special, Dylan? Everyone's going to learn something today. Are you going to learn a thing or two? We're going to learn it too. Tell you what. Hey, uh, what we're actually going to be sharing and breaking down with you guys are the 10 commandments of psychedelics. So a lot of people actually, I did a little video series on Instagram um, not too long ago and some amazing feedback. I don't know why God chose me to be the one. I think you chose yourself. I'll tell you what. It's one of those things. But it's a good idea. It's a good idea that you chose yourself. And I'm glad we're here doing this. Because people need to learn this. Hold on. Then we're going to get in the whole free will conversation real quick. I I, I don't know where that came from. But okay. God chose it for me. Sure. I guess he planted it in your mind. I guess he's sitting to the top of the mountain like Moses. And was like, carve this into a stone as I tell you it hey we're taking back then take it back down and tell them to stop preaching the gold calves <laughs> is that how the stories went <laughs> preaching the gold calves <laughs> yeah did you just skip some sunday services or uh, no that's actually oh wait you can read it look it up they worship the gold cow buddy i said that's what he said go stop go down there and tell them to stop preaching or worshiping sorry i said preaching you're right. say preaching worship just picture the gold a field cows. of a <laughs> I just, I just imagine Hundreds, a gold calf, just thousands of golden calves. <laughs> These people are just preaching to it. Fire and brimstone. Stop milking udders. Stop milking those silver udders. Only the gold udders. Hey, we're excited to bring this to you guys because... Um, Ten Commandments. I'd like to think, and this is very self-proclaimed, just like I, apparently my fucking purpose in life, that <laughs> on some fronts, I got my life together. And on other fronts, you know, lose yourself to find yourself. You know the routine. Isn't that when you think you have your shit together, you really don't? You're like... Oh, I don't really have my shit together. But when you think you're like, oh, I'm doing great. It's all relative, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's when you're like not doing good is actually when you're doing good. But in your mind, you think you're not doing great. I mean, I just kind of come from the perspective that we're always doing good. We are doing pretty good. I mean, we're here able to talk about the Ten Commandments of tripping. Yeah. So I, I mean, we're doing good. Your inner journey, outer journey, this journey, whatever this journey is. I don't know what the journey. I, I tried to figure it out on Saturday on my own little trip sash, but I'm sorry, you did trip on Saturday. Did trip on Saturday. Had a great time. Yeah. I don't know if I found anything, but it was a great you didn't time. Find nothing. <laughs> I made a crazy painting. That's about it. Yeah, it scratched that itch. It did scratched it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Definitely need more itching, more mm-hmm. scratching. Yeah, I've been I've been really itching to. Uh, so so that's a thing that never that didn't make it into the commandments because I'm not going to tell someone how many times they should be tripping. What do you feel like is a healthy amount of trip per year? Per year, yeah, it's just whenever you feel comfortable. Like you don't want to force you don't want to force yourself mm. into that. Where you're like, it, I feel like when you get to the point where you're like, I have to trip, it, yeah. but you don't know why, right? You're just like, 
I have to take it. Well, do you have a reason to? Mm. Like for for me, this past weekend, my roommate and I, we just wanted to relax and have a playful day Mm -hmm. of doing like painting. We went on a bike ride. We threw the Frisbee around. It was just we wanted, I wanted a day where I could just let my responsibilities go Mm. for a little bit and just relax that way. Yeah. And so it was just our intention to do that. So um, I don't know, a good healthy amount, if you're looking to to do it, is like two, maybe two, three times, even more. I mean, that's like my minimum I like to stay at. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think I picked this up from Paul Stamets. I don't grab the wisdom stick more than once or twice. Mm-hmm. But there, and then there's other situations too, right? Like a trip at a festival is going to be completely different than a trip at home. Oh, for sure. So, you know, then, then you're looking at it like how many trips do you want in this style and how many trips do you want it in this style? Well, I mean, for people that haven't tripped, like why even trip at all? That's a good, another good question. Why even explore that road? Yeah. I think for me, it was just like, Everyone that I knew that did trip were just pretty cool people. They just looked at things a little bit differently, a little bit more open-mindedness. And I was like, the only way to get to that is either through 100 years of meditation or go down this path. That is kind of the thing. You know, that's one of the classic, like, Sam Harris arguments that if you spent, you know, say you were hanging out with um, someone that would be considered to be enlightened or, like, uh, a yogi, someone, you know, someone that has like really practiced with themselves and done some inner work. No amount of time can really guarantee that if you were to practice everything the exact same way they're practicing with the same level of intention, that your experience is going to be the same. I can't even guarantee when you're tripping, but I will guarantee if I give you 400 micrograms of LSD that within about 45 minutes of you taking that, the weight of your existence will come bearing down on your shoulders immediately i mean it'll probably come down your shoulders and then be behind you and gone (laughs) (laughs) there's a new existence going forward it's just a shortcut to get where you want to go i yeah i was i was talking about this with someone the other day actually about it like they were asking me like why do you do do it and i was just like well i mean because they were like well you can just do it through meditation i was just like i mean if i had the time to 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 really go down that path sure i mean you do have the time not really you're just not making it Sure. Yeah. I don't, I, I guess I don't want to put my time to that, but I'd rather do it in 12 hours. I'd rather yeah. put my time towards this in 12 hours and just be like, Oh, there's a lot more. Everything I thought was super important as far as like money and time and my job and stuff like that. They are important, but not significantly. Right. Like, yeah. So not to keep me living. I'm just, I just want to highlight and underscore because in one of the commandments we'll get into, I don't think drugs are for everybody. No. So do not misconstrue no. this episode or, you know. Um, I think it's definitely for the people that are wanting to do it. Like they're you like, got to be called to it. They have to be called to it. For sure. You shouldn't be like, you know, forced or pushed into mm-hmm. it or or think you have to do it because everybody else is doing it, right? Or you to look cool. Like, or even to look cool. That's a lot of times what people end up in. And then they have a bad time, a bad trip. You fucking end up like this. So. Yeah, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. <laughs> number one example uh tongue-in-cheek tongue-in-cheek but like not really i mean it's one of those things that i remember when i first did it that no one in my circle was doing it so kind of polar opposite to your experience well no no one in my circle was doing it either okay there was just there was one person um uh, actually it was a, a girl i was talking to at the time she had had done it many a times and my roommate and i at the time were both both wanting to do it. We mm-hmm. had we had been to festivals and stuff like that. We'd already done things like MDMA, you know, things like that. But then, like, you see, you know, at festivals, you see plenty of people doing it. And then um, she had talked about it with us. And then, How old were you when you first tried it? I think I was 20, 19 or 20. And we she was a trusted source that we could go through to get it. And then she babysat us mm-hmm. for it, too. Yeah. So I, it was it, – it, that's how – I got into it and then I ended up having a really bad trip personally. Um, and then sick for me, I'm the type of person where I'm like, I have to overcome things. Mm-hmm. Like, I, no, I'm not going to let something cause my roommate had a great time blast. And he was telling me all the things that he went through and saw. And I was like, I want that experience. So I had to go for me personally, even though I went through a bad trip, I was like, mm, I can get through this and figure it out. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's a really solid point that, hey, when you're taking this stuff, it's not always going to be butterflies and rainbows. I think, and I think we treated it, which I know we'll touch on a little bit. I think we, we treated it too gingerly. Mm. I think we, we overdid it yeah. a little bit. Sure. Went in with two tabs instead of probably one like we should have. Yeah. And uh, my mind basically just blacked out. <laughs> oh, 100%. It was just like, and we're, we can't handle this at the moment because we don't know what this is like. Well, I mean, here's one of the things when you're going down that spiral. So commandment number one, test it. Test it. So testing it, not only, so here's the funny thing about testing it. it it's twofold purpose. One, to really keep yourself safe. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't put this in the ebook, but an easy way to tell if you're, vac- if you're actually taking LSD is if you taste it, it's not LSD. Other side of that, you're already in it now. Right. So <laughs> that's the only way to really test it. It is, it is definitely, uh, I don't know what, it's like playing Russian roulette when you kind of get to that point, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you're not, either way, you're not going to have, it's not going to be anything life-threatening or anything. You're just. I've now, never heard of anybody getting screwy with once, you know, unless you're, that, that's also the thing. You, is that like That's just the difference because the person, whoever's providing that is going to want to make sure they're providing a good experience, right? They, that path where of of i think what was it one of the shows i was watching where they went to a, like a um a dealer's house for um that produced stuff for mushrooms and things mm-hmm. they were like this isn't really like a crime ridden world like no one down this but like, you go to like coke or stuff like that like it's a crime ridden world sure everyone's chill as fuck down this path yeah they're not trying to fuck people over but what people do oftentimes get misconstrued is acid and lsd so LSD in short, it's going to be, it's synthetic, but it's going to be pretty close because it came from mold. Mm-hmm. They synthesized, synthesized it from mold. Dr. Uh, Hoffman, mm-hmm. bicycle day. Check bicycle, that out. Bicycle pretty cool thing. Day. So um, if you taste it, hey, just heads up. You're going to have a great time. Um, just be aware of the, your side effects are going to be a little bit different. So when you're tasting something, the benefit is that you know what to expect. And yeah. you can test LSD too. Mushrooms. Um, you, you typically don't have to worry about that. Blue stem, you're good to go. Um, that was my, that's how I went into my next trip was a good trip is I went the mushroom route mm. to get back into it and had a blast. Yeah. And and if, back if you're eating it. anything under than like 10 grams, you don't have to worry about like any kind of neuroplasticity, neurotoxic side effects, any, any kind of like, just keep drinking water. You'll yeah. Be fine. You'll be, you'll be fine when it comes to the mushroom. So when you test it, not only do you know what you're taking and you can expect what the side effects are going to be, um, but when you're tripping, you actually know like, hey, whether it's a substance like LSD or MDMA, you'll know what you took was what you meant to take. And as long as you do research, you'll know you'll be fine. And that does a lot for, I find, for my my state. That like, thing, definitely with MDMA. Yeah. Like if I know comfortably that that is Real exactly MDMA. what I'm taking it, way better time oh yeah way i i remember <clears throat> unfortunately back in the day didn't test it mm. and you know you're playing russian roulette at that point you're oh, yeah. taking something back in college having a great time mm-hmm. every now and then you're like well tonight's gonna not be that great of a night yeah and then you have to go down that path you get chills and withdraws the next day and yeah pitches. or you get There's... the little buggy crawling oh on yeah you. The spiders Those, that's the worst one for oh, me oh yeah but uh but when you know what you're taking it's just you, you're also putting when you're know thyself, now you're putting yourself in a comfortable situation that it's all about the setting too when you take anything. Mm-hmm. So when you have that setting in place, it's not just what you have around you. It's also what you have up in your head setting. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it ties right back into what we were saying earlier is that drugs aren't meant for everyone. So if you're someone that's on the fence and you feel like, man, it is calling for me, but I don't, I'm unsure, right? Very different than... A space where you don't feel unlocked. It's the space where you feel like, hey, this could be a key in that's my a, puzzle. That's a great way of putting it. If you're looking to unlock another part of your brain yeah. a little bit more, you know, that's this is a great way to do it. So when, you, when, you, when you test it, you can be very certain. You know, it provides a level of comfortability. And measure it. Test it and measure it. I mean, there's a reason why drugs are regulated. Mm-hmm. Pharmaceutical drugs are regulated. Mm-hmm. Right? You want to know what the expected side effects are going to be. But again, know thyself. Hey, they might not be for you. And 
have a real conversation with someone that has been through it and understands it on a level that's not like, hey, I'm just taking it to get fucked up. Yeah, great point of the yeah, Don't take it just to get fucked up. I remember doing that in college a few times. And when I take it now, there's intention to it. There's mm. something I'm trying to get something out. Back then, it was just like, I'm going to the club. Let's Bro, just see you what, are crushing these segues, by the way. Putting it in my mouth. Let's just see what happens tonight. Yeah. Well, don't know where we're going. Yeah. Now it's like I have like setting, place, water ready. Mm. Where am I? What am I doing? I got like a list. Like there is yeah. preparation mm-hmm. to it, an intention. And there is an intention going into it. Commandment number three. So when I think of intention, what really comes up for me is earlier you described like, hey, those two different types of trips, like at a festival or with your friends in a field kind of thing, maybe by yourself in a field really does bring two totally different outcomes. Mm-hmm. Like at a festival, I'm so stimulated. I, I mean, that's the reason overdoses happen is because people have no idea. There's so much stimulation going on in that crowd and that environment. I've went to, a fe- we went to the festival and like sober, I was like, holy shit. There's, there's so going much on. going on. Yeah, I you felt can, like I was tripping without you can, anything. Yeah, you can definitely feel in a euphoric sense without taking anything at those 100%. festivals. And then you take something and then... <laughs> you're taking away almost a part of uh, let's say you're, you take LSD. You're almost taking away a part of it, like the visual part of it, because there's so much going on around you mm-hmm. that you really can't actively let it work to do what it needs to do. Yeah. Like this past Saturday, I look at the sky. I'm just sitting there, right? There's not much stuff going on, but I look at the sky and those clouds are doing all swirly things. Billowing. Billowing. Those planes look like they're zooming super yeah. fast by. I look at the grass. It looks like it's growing mm-hmm. at the same time while I'm watching it. Yeah. But then you go to a festival, there's so many lasers and lights and people to look at. Which, by the way, big fan. Oh, big fan of all those. Yeah. But your brain is like, it's kind of weird because your brain's trying to process it so quickly mm-hmm. that because there's so much other stuff going on, it doesn't really have a creative portion to it. Right. In the visual part. But, you know, you feel like you're walking above everybody else. Yeah. When, when you're on it. It, it does. It kind of brings like different um different aspects like if i take mdma at a festival those lights are intense love them they gotta put the same as lsd though when you take lsd at a festival it uh you're right i mean you're so overstimulated it almost like some of the effects are dulled kind of dulled out a little bit but then that's why you candy flip Mm -hmm. well you walk out that crowd you realize pretty fucking quick how hard (laughs) you're tripping yeah once you get out of the crowd and and you're like left foot right foot left foot right foot (laughs) what am i doing again Or when you are in a crowd and uh, you do try to focus in on something, mm-hmm. like you, you you get a totem pole and you focus in on it and you just stare at it for a minute, oh, you'll find it for oh, sure. for sure. So intention, I mean, we're talking a lot about the festival, but if you're looking to find yourself, I mean, here's where it, it's really going to fork off from drugs and medicine. You're taking it at a festival, probably more drugs. Probably more drugs. And that's super recreational. Nothing wrong with it. I love the argument that we had. Not argument, but I mean, just like the perspective that you shared from uh, another podcast when it's like, doesn't always have to be medicine. What if I just want to get fucked up because? Yeah. Right? You're you're a fucking adult. And by the way, if you're listening to this or watching us on YouTube, um, you're a fucking adult. You might not be. You might be a kid. This is not for kids, <laughs> by the way. Disclaimer. Um, but Kevin... Live your life, bro. Kevin's an adult. Live your life. Well, it's like when you go to a festival, right? Like if I go to a bar and I I drink and I want to get fucked up, I just drink a lot, right? Yeah, you don't go to a bar and call it medicine. Exactly. If I want to go to a festival, though, and not drink, but I do want to get fucked up, there's other ways to do that. And that's the thing that kind of ticks me off with like trying to get uh, ketamine or psilocybin. Some Like a lot of these different substances that have such therapeutic properties we have to classify it like it's medicine. Like, do you really have to classify nicotine or alcohol in order? To, like, imagine making that argument. Yeah, alcohol is my medicine. <laughs> I mean, back in the day they did, and that's where it ultimately came from. But at the end of the day, the reason I'm saying saying all of this is to say, hey, if you need to heal, and ego is really stepping in the way of that, don't be afraid to take a lower dose by yourself. Mm-hmm. Lose yourself to find yourself. Mm-hmm. I find so often some of the most in, incredible breakthroughs I've ever had with like dealing with childhood trauma or, you know, insecurities and feeling less than 
was when I just went off by myself or trip by myself. And you get that moment to experience a separation in self and realize like you are not your thoughts. There's definitely portion. I haven't done an alone trip yet, but when, you know, when I do go through those and have attention of, of like, there's been people where when we trip, I've tripped with, it was to go deep, right? Like there's a, a, a friend where we took MDMA and I looked, I learned this from uh, the book, wake up, waking up. Mm-hmm. And we just sat on the floor and we just started talking. We took it while sitting on the floor and we started talking and the entire trip we sat on that floor and we just went down each other's lives and paths. And then, like, we know each other pretty well. So we were able to be like, why do we do this thing? All right, let's talk about why you do that. All right, when I was young, like, this type of thing happened. Or my, this is how my father was or my mother was. And then, like, oh, that's probably kind of explains why you're like this. Do you like being like that? Well, yes, I do like being that. Or no, I would like to change this. Okay, then this is what you probably want to do. And we did that for each other. And that was such an eye-opening experience because – you're right. It is. You are dropping an ego that you've built up for yourself and you're really diving deep down in thought processes that are just so deep in your brain that you wouldn't be able to do it because you you have, there's too much else going on in a normal day, right? I've got bills to pay. I got to feed the cat. I got to go to work. Like there's too much other things processing. But once you drop all that and really break yourself down to basically being a child, I feel like mm-hmm. in the mind concept of being just like, all right, let's figure out what my inner self is like. That's where, where I like using these types of tools. Absolutely. And that's so cool that you did that, by the way. Yeah, I, we, we've done that a couple of times. We've done that. We've gone to, uh, like, we've gone to downtown and we've done that. Talked to, like, downtown CP. We've talked through things or um, sat down with them. Or uh, my other buddy I used to live with, we did that. When I was really going through a dark time, we sat down and, and, and went through that. It's just like a tool of, like, all right, let's figure something out. It's let's another tool in the toolkit. Yeah. Yeah, and so <clears throat> when you're utilizing these tools, another thing that comes up would be commandment number four, set. Setting is probably one of the most important pieces, I feel, like, besides testing it. Well, I mean, you have like set and then you have setting, right? So when, when we refer to set, that's going to be more on like the mindset. I mean, it's going to be... Oh, so you have set and setting? For sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you have basically intention and set are going to be real close to each other, mm-hmm. right? Like you're setting an intention before you're going in when it comes to set, like, Hey, you know, what, what are you ready to let go of? Like, what are you going in? Like you got to have the mindset and really be willing to understand like, Hey, you can control your trip. If you're having a bad trip, you mm-hmm. can steer that bad boy straight on into good times, depending on the substance. Now, if you get like a boga or DMT, uh, ayahuasca <laughs> hold on <laughs> yeah we're this, that's that's uh that's gonna be advanced expert level stuff you know shoot me a dm and i'll guide you on that one but we're talking about more of these recreational dudes um I mean, we talked about it earlier like it's not always butterflies and rainbows no it's definitely not always but I, i've definitely found myself in situation like definitely at festivals where i've been at a stage having a great time and then i've had a thought loop come in yeah and all loops not having a great time but then i had to just be like all right Let's think about something. Or you just start talking to somebody. Like yeah. just find someone random to start talking to. Mm-hmm. And that'll really, that pull, helps pull me out of whatever I'm doing. Because then they'll start up a conversation that's completely different of whatever you're thinking about. But you're right. As far as like setting goes for the mime, I always try to mentally prepare going into it for the week, right? I try to keep positive positivity. And I've even done it to where I knew like something happened that definitely changed my mindset. And I just decided not to, t- to do anything. Yeah. Take anything. Cause I was like, mm, if I take this now, it's, I'm, this is where my mind's going to be is focusing mm. on this. Right. So like, I mean, for example, right. A death in the family or something yeah. like, let's say you plan on doing something for a weekend and then someone very important to you now passes away. Right. There's two ways to go about that. You could do it. Me personally, I don't want to, because now emotionally that's where my mind's going to be the whole time. Mm. And I don't want to go down that path at that time. Um, I have known of people doing it where they do go down that path to try to connect with that person sure. personally. Yeah. Um, but it is, you need to feel comfortable mentally for sure going into it. Shout out to the girl I broke up with in Amsterdam and still wanted to take truffles. <laughs> Talk about a bad time. It would have been like a fucking terrible, a horrible time. Hey, we just broke up. Let's trip together. 
Yeah, that doesn't sound like a good time. Fuck that. Sounds like a way we're going to get back together. <laughs> yeah, maybe, right? We figured out our problems. Yeah, yeah everything's awesome. <laughs> get okay. on the plane. Commandment number five, setting. Setting. Yeah, Not right. in Amsterdam. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, so set and setting real close together. Um, I mean, setting, here's the deal. I totally recommend, by the way, how'd you like painting? Beautiful. Work of art. It was fun. Yeah. I definitely found throughout the, the trip, you know, you could see throughout the painting like where your feelings are at throughout like is it a harsh time is it a smooth butterflies and rainbows i think we put tool on and i just started Mm. slapping it with paint and everything you know it was it was uh and then like in the beginning it was like open airy like music so we're just like painting clouds and yeah it's real cute stuff like that you know you want to you want to grab ss mayo oh yeah so (laughs) One of the things I love doing just about every single time I trip is to paint. And the main reason, I don't know why in the beginning, I just picked it up from a shout out to Luke or Sarah. I mean, I don't know where this really started, but it's definitely been something that stuck with me over the years. Um, Yeah, I definitely, I think I'm going to definitely start doing it too. Oh, it's just such a fun thing. Well, it's a way to just really just let your mind be open yeah. to something like it's, it's not to really idea, you know, steal it to to express it you know whatever your mind's kind of feeling like like oh i'm because th- i mean you are really going you're seeing tons of colors you're oh, seeing yeah. tons of whatever oh yeah and if you're really liking this color you're saying throw it on the painting by the way that color might not be the color you think it is <laughs> also that yeah <laughs> uh, i don't think, i don't remember what happened to that starship hmm at bonnaroo painting in black Oh, yeah. What did happen to that? Oh, Luke might have it. Anyway, um, painting's a really great way not only to express yourself and have an activity to do, but it's one of those things that if you're painting with yourself or some friends, you have something tangible to take back after the trip. So often you're going to be doing this work internally if you're using it as medicine and even recreationally. I mean, what I'm about to show you is <laughs> drugs with the fucking capital T. Um, so... <laughs> It gives you a souvenir to take home. This was Bonnaroo two years ago. We so we put we put we need up, to date that motherfucker. We put a, we put the easel up and we left it up for the entire weekend. Yeah, and we just added as the weekend went on. Yeah, coming back to camp, well, stop by the barn. People helped us stop by the barn. Yeah, stop yeah. by the barn with it. So people just come by. So show the camera. Come on. Show the people what they want. Yeah, don't hold out. So you clearly see that's. Um, <laughs> That's about what you'd expect, like a bunch of monkeys on drugs to paint. Yeah. 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 A little bit of happiness here. We got some fishies. That's the creepiest part of that painting. It is. I don't know why it's there, but it's there. And And if you're listening to us, by the way, just picture, uh, I don't know what your four-year-old niece or nephew daughter would. (laughs) Captain SS Mayo. Paint. um, Over here. Because it's like a childlike state. I mean, we're painting. Now, there's some other stuff. Um, I don't know if I have some of the other paintings that I've done on acid in here. Sure don't. Uh, that's okay. I've done some other cool stuff. Come shot butterfly. She's out in the living room. That's a good one. <laughs> it is a good one. It actually is a pretty good painting. <laughs> it turned out too bad. Yeah. I did find out while I was doing it. You, which you, I told you about. You did say like before, if you're doing a larger one, uh-huh. you want to kind of pre-paint it. Yeah, give her a background. Because we went in with a large. Try and, try and nail. Here's the deal: if you're gonna paint on acid, try and nail that background before you get too much into it. That way, when you're done, whatever you did looks done. It always looks done. Yeah, because you laid down a nice base. And setting too, we prepared our paint. Oh, like that's right. I had, We're talking about setting. I, I let I I put we put out all the paint on the table. Mm-hmm. We put sure you did. know uh, paper plates out. We had the easel oh, up. Fuck. We had it all ready to go. So that way, we just had to pick a color. How much paint did you get on you? None. Didn't get wow. any paint. Yeah, we didn't get any on the floor. We didn't. We I kept almost disapproved of that. We got it there. Uh, I was like, you know I want to keep it. On. Yeah. Oh, you were painting inside. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we were sense. like, keep it on the the painting. Sure. Or that there. almost like ruined some of the fun, though. We wanted. I thought about doing it outside, but I was like, mm, this would be a good thing because we did a lot of outdoor. It dry a lot quicker outside. It was hot yeah. outside, and yeah. we did a lot. We like through frisbee run. We went on like a ten mile bike ride. Yeah. I was like kicking the air for a little bit, so. It was like a great way to come inside and cool down and do some painting. So um, make sure you have comfy, like whatever you think you love. That's just comfy. Could be a blanket or something like that. Have could that be tits. Could be. T- <laughs> have your girlfriend ready. Whatever. Or if your boyfriend but, has. Tits. Or your boyfriend has tits. Just have a, a comfy couch that you can sit on. Comfy bed. Have your bed. I always like having your bed made. 
oh. before going in. Oh. So that way it's just a clean bed you can lie on, mm-hmm. you know. I like that. Um, if, you, if you like having your house clean before going into it, if you're like an OCD type of person, maybe clean the house a little bit for it. But. Well, I mean, let's, uh, so beginner level stuff, nature's great. You can't fuck up the music, and as long as you find got some a bug park, spray, find a park, a good park, you'll be great. Perfect. Can't fuck up nature. Um, nature trails are wonderful. Try not to get lost, but like, yeah, it's a nice, like field kind of vibe, or just nature. You can't mess up nature. Now, if you're gonna do it in your bedroom, um, or like inside, well, it's two things. Nature. <laughs> try and the sweet spot's gonna be day going into night for me. If I can get like an hour or two in the daylight and get a nice sunset and roll that bad boy into nighttime. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I do. I do like the day into the night. We did the full oh, day. Nothing wrong with that. It was the first time doing that. And I, I liked it. It was just hot. Just that beaming sun. Just beaming sun on you. Woo. You feel your brain fry. And uh, I had a drink mate. You know, I had to mentally remind myself consistently drink water. Like yeah just keep doing water's that. always your friend always have it like even if you think you're not don't eat water keep drinking the water now if you're gonna do more of like an inside vibe i highly recommend lights um you can get some like cheap lights off of amazon too it'll plug into like usb portable things mm-hmm. um good movie you want to watch think of like a good movie maybe for the come down you can come for the come down or middle of it i've done that i don't recommend night. movies for the middle of it i've done i did the matrix once during the middle oh, of it that was shit. we did the we did we watched the first one sober yeah. and then when all the crazy stuff happens we watched the second and third one tripping that was i just always feel it's kind of like a waste of a trip when you're watching a movie watch i don't know why we did but we watched goodwill hunting that was like a emotional you might be coaster. the movie guy when it comes to this so i'll be more we did watch star guy. wars it was fun. star wars was cool <laughs> i mean any movie by the way adds up any movie you can watch clifford <laughs> the big red fucking dog and it's gonna be the best shit you've ever seen mm, there's definitely stuff where you're like ah, i don't want to watch that yeah sure. if it's serious but if it's goofy or like we watched fantasia by disney that was kind of cool yeah um fantasia is ironically the only movie we've had a bad trip to really Sure enough. It's like all over the place. That shit gets intense, doesn't it? Demons coming out of hell. They start having a party. Yeah, what part of that doesn't sound hardcore? It's all The whole sh- movie is about... Dude, the score behind the whole, that thing is intense. The whole movie is about the devil prepping to have a party. And in the end, all the demons come out and start having a party and whatever. And then they all yeah, go back Demons home. came straight out of me. I just started dying laughing because it is so serious. But then in the middle of it, the orchestra, some guy stumbles and falls over. And they <laughs> left that in there. <laughs> just falling through the orchestra <laughs> like, what is going on right now <laughs> set and setting set and setting oh sitter commandment number six. Oh yeah when you're first starting out you want a sitter for sure 100 percent. it's like 150 percent. you definitely want to ideally do it with someone that's been there done that and is comfortable walking you through it mm-hmm Walking through it, if you if you if you go down a bad trip, walking you through that bad trip a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love playing sitter for people. Yeah, I don't mind it either. I've I've definitely done it a couple of times too. At, yeah. Mostly at festivals when I knew someone was tripping, and but I wasn't, and they were like, "Hey man, I know you've done it. Can I tag with you?" And I was like, "Yeah, man." And I just yeah. made sure. Hey, it's kind of nice because you're like, "Hey, drink water," and they're like, "Thank you so much." Oh, yeah, I completely forgot about gold. that. <laughs> You're like, dude, if you want to feel like on top of the world, be a sitter. Yeah. Because they will love you for anything you give them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Amen, brother. And if you're doing it for the first time, you just want to feel more comfortable. Like that's the the dealio. And if you don't know anybody that does that, well, by the way, hit me up. I mean, that's literally part of what we do. Um, But there's also other businesses out there that you can contact and organizations and if you'd like some resources on that, maps.org has some links available in the resource section of local communities you can get involved with that do more of a ceremonial practice, and they have a religious exemption from the government to be able to practice that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you'd like something, to, you know, a, tax-free, a little bit different, um, just <laughs> actually, like, contact us, and uh, we can help you out with that. So, um, commandment number seven, dose. Dose. Knowing how much to take. Measuring it, testing it, everything. Yeah, I mean, here's the deal. Like, before you get into doing this stuff, 
Um, if it's your first time, honestly, even if it's not your first time, like knowing the dose can make a big difference because you know what to expect. World of difference. God bless you. Stop it. Um, no, my buddy always says that. No, you you, you (laughs) sneeze and you go, stop. (laughs) I like the, uh, you die and nothing happens. (laughs) Wow. Keeping it light and fluffy here. Doses. Yeah, doses. Mimosas. (laughs) Nice. Very nice. Good job. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I mean, here's the deal. Like, <clears throat> when you when you know what you're taking this kind of goes back to when you know what you're taking you're going to be comfortable with it mm-hmm. um it, you know i i've seen people let's say a bag of mdma right they just lip it yeah and they're just going they don't yep. know how much they're taking i've seen that go downhill pretty fast oh for sure and they, and by the end of the night they're bug-eyed wide open they're like i think i took too much and yeah, they're like no shit, shit dude like yeah. you, that bag is almost gone yeah and you were lipping it yeah all the time where i like to let's say for something like that measure it cap it mm. you got little little capsules yeah and you're like i know exactly what is in that i know exactly yeah. what i'm taking and do i mean lsd too i mean you, that's pretty easy in itself if you know it's just a drop you know how much you're taking mushrooms can that's a little bit trickier measure it measure it out yeah two to three and a half grams is where you want to be yeah it's three grams of mushrooms is way different than like seven grams of mushrooms yeah, by the way, if you're looking to split your universe, um, that's going to start right around three and a half grams. Yeah. Okay. Um, with acid, two is nice and solid and stiff. Two is solid and stiff. And two then tabs. One, so one, one, tab, hold on, let's break this down. The blotter paper is what it's called. I think it's got like a really, hundred really thick printer paper. I mean, it's perforated paper, is what little it tiny does. squares. And so if you take. A, a tab is ideally somewhere between um, 40 to 100 UGs, which is, stands for micrograms. And the minimum effective dose for LSD is 40 to 50. So, if, I mean, sometimes, honestly, if it's a little bit over that, if it's closer to 100 and you're taking half of one tab, you could be taking the minimum effective dose at half a tab if you were to cut that little tab in half. Um, so You'll have a blast on one. Yeah, I mean, I one's honestly great. Sometimes. If you're first time, I recommend just one. Yeah, just start out. You can always take more. Fuck. And for mushrooms, I recommend that three, three point five. Can't ever take less for the first time. I'd go more like one point five too. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I, I, I guess yeah. If you're not looking to split your world open, <laughs> yeah. Here's the deal. If you're looking to split your world open, two tabs, three and a half grams, can't go wrong. And if you if you take two tabs, taking a let's say you go down a little bit farther, I've learned taking the third tab really isn't going to make you go any further you're just no. now prolonging you're, for sure you're, you're you're if you want to go down the path like a deep road you got to take it all up, yeah, up you gotta front. start heavy you gotta start super heavy if you're taking more later mm-hmm. you're just prolonging your peak basically yeah. at that point and that's kind of the same thing with mushrooms too if you if you take more later you're really just prolonging. And if you want to be able to walk I, I wouldn't recommend much more than than those doses and if you're looking to crawl through the dandelions go right on ahead yeah, I mean, here's the deal. Live your life. Do whatever you want to do. Report back. Let us know how it goes. But And MDMA, a little bit different. It's kind of more, if you got the pure stuff and it's that crystal, point two, you can have a great night. You can have a great night for a few hours on point one. For sure. Point two, if you're looking to just have a solid night, have a great night. Point three, I would say cap it right there. 100%. Cap it right there. Because any farther than that, you're just going to be up all night at that point. Yeah, I was counting my pulse around a campfire with a point five. Yeah, point. That I've I've gone <laughs> I've gone down that road too, and that's never a good. It's you not think fun. you think you're gonna you die. think you're you think you're gonna die. You think it's a great time at first, and you're like, yeah, point five. You literally and feel the world. That vibrate. feeling that you had at point two is gone. Totally gone. That is that fun love. Straight I love fuck. I love everything. It's great, and now you've gone to. It's mixed with somewhere between like I just got in a massive car wreck. Like, is my life over? And um, a ton of Adderall. Like you just beat yourself up and it's just, just took a terrible, ton of I'm a bad person. What was I thinking? <laughs> I, I'm stuck in my skin now. Edgy, 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 edgy. 
Not what you want. Not what you want. But that's why, really, why dose isn't that crazy, right? Because we're talking about the difference. I mean, all that is saying, not trying to push anybody away, like 0.1.2 is amazing. It's just like anything else. Right there. It's a great spot. Everything in moderation. You take that thing too far and all these effects compound. So like the upswings are not worth it. Because you're also, when you're taking it, anything, any of this, you are like, uh, for example, if you... If, if you start on one side of your yard and then you sprint across the side of your yard, your heat, your body heat went up because now you have exerted it and it needed to produce more energy. Whenever you're taking any of this, you are making, you're forcing your body basically to work out. Mm-hmm. And so now you're exerting a ton of energy and that's why you get more thirsty. Well, the more you take, the more you forget that you are, your body needs to drink mm-hmm. heavily. Yeah. And you think that cup of water that you were taking, let's say 0.1 or one tab was going to be fine. And it would be if you just started drinking that cup of water every now and then. But now if you start going down that path of more and more, now you need to drink like five cups of water to keep up with it. Because now you're forcing your body to try to over. Well, it's not just the body physically, right? Like mentally, you got a lot of stuff going on in your mind. Your mind's on overdrive. It's overdrive. releasing all your stores. So just uh, imagine just revving that engine on peak. Yeah, just take, take our word for it on that one. You know, uh, I think please do <laughs> what that kind of comes into is right into commandment eight recovery, recovery, making sure you're doing the right things to take care mm. of your body before and after some recovery, of that fast aid recovery starts before the trip mm-hmm. starts for sure. So you got to think about this. Like it's like a workout, right? You want to stretch before you want to, you want to prep your body too. I like, yeah, fast aids before I like eating. I like taking in vitamin C, mm-hmm. keep the body's immune system up. Yeah. Um, drinking a lot of water for like a week. I do it for a week. I just drink tons of water more than I usually do. Yeah. For like a week before I'm going to do anything. Because mm-hmm. um, your liver is going to be taking a beating. Beating. Uh, I mean, you're kidding. Like everything. Like here's the deal. DMT is the only one, the only psychoactive substance that's naturally occurring. Everything else, you are introducing a foreign substance and your body releasing uh chemicals and antigens and all these receptors and shit like it's your body your body's fighting that trip so like don't get it twisted like you're introducing something foreign that yeah. your body that does mesh with your body but it's just not quite right and one of the most important pieces get sleep before mm. before going into it make before sure going in after but before going in you want to make sure your body has all the energy it needs to exert so right here's what i do definitely a lot of water definitely a lot of sleep um, but there are fest aid supplement companies. Um, why do I keep saying fest aid? Cause festival. Fest aid. Cause that's what it used to be called. Yeah. Fest but, aid. um, what would they be called these days? Cause fest I don't know. Cause I looked up, I, yeah, I looked it up. It was gone. Yeah, there's other ones. There was another rave, rave yeah, or, uh, aid, something like that. What's the HTP five? Oh, five HTP. Five HTP. Yeah. Well, that's an so important I was going to get to that, but anyway, there's, um, there's companies out there that will literally, I mean, they manufacture, supplements to support your body's natural ability to recover and to just support you through this whole process so you you want to take care of your body leading up to it definitely after recovery recovery supplements like 5-htp vitamin c's uh, zinc and iron are going to be great for your body to be able to flush out and replenish stores of serotonin and dopamine and endorphins and adrenaline and throw in a peanut butter cup right at the end Enjoy a little bit of a peanut butter cup right in there. Sure. Yeah. I learned that this past one. I was like, mm, this is delicious. Glad I did this. Thank I really you. do want to underscore this, though, because I think a lot of people, um, they don't realize, like, how great of a time they're having, and then they don't take care of their body after. And then that taints their ability to, like, take the wisdom or take the time and and really appreciate what they had because then they're just like, oh, that come down was shit. Yeah, I... I the come downs have gotten way better than what they used to be. For sure. hundred percent. Like yeah. the, the also you're not redlining it. The depression feeling that I used to get gone. Like that's not even really there at all anymore. Um, especially if you're redlining it, you're, you're like muscles are, are super weak the next day too. Especially if you go really hard, I've learned to stretch in the middle of it. Keep that going. Stay loose. Yeah. And when we say like redlining it, what was the other thing right before you said redline stood out to me? Um, think about that, but redlining, like when we're talking about, um, the depression feelings, that's what it was. These, like these big swings, it's because what's happening is let's say you take some LSD. There are markers that are going on that go in and float in between 
the synapses in your brain. So you have naturally these levels of serotonin and dopamine when you have sex or someone sends you a happy message, you know, you get promotion, whatever. Pull you that feel this slot machine. rush of happy, good feelings. You're borrowing from those stores and releasing them. So you're borrowing, you're quite literally borrowing from tomorrow's happiness to make today a little bit better in a way that's not quite as natural as God meant for it to be. So it's a good way of putting that. You're borrowing from tomorrow's happiness for today. Yeah. And so when you get to tomorrow, just, hey, by the way, anticipate that you'll have a little bit of a dip. Um, what do they call them? Sunday scaries. S- Sunday scaries. Eat food. Go yeah. get go get your favorite food. Healthy, your favorite place. Shit. Healthy, clean stuff. Yeah. Go get a smoothie. Smoothies are always nice. Uh, but the philosophy that I'm trying to speak to here is just anticipate it just know like hey that lull is going to come so have a nice support group have a nice um cast around you to support you through that time i mean commandment number nine integration when you're coming out of that trip like here's the deal like the rule of thumb is the more profound experience that you had probably the longer you should wait until you do it again if but if you want to integrate that wisdom if you want to take that time back properly by recovering properly, you're going to be able to integrate that experience much more profoundly. It, it's going to be, it's going to have some stickiness to it because you're happy and excited about it. Now, if you're redlining it, what we mean by redlining is taking way too much. That's the stories we're just talking about. Yeah. You're not going to be excited to share that with anybody, even with yourself. You're going to try and block it out. The uh, what, what great way Joe Rogan described it right after you've taken <clears throat> mushrooms or, or LSD is like um, you you have like a Windows desktop, right? And then you've taken it and it, you just wipe the file clean. You just mm. took, you just got rid of everything. But then there's a uh, file up in the top right corner after you've restarted, rebooted everything. It just says old shit. Yeah. And then it, it, you either can go back after you come out of it. And mm-hmm. now you're like a clean slate. You can either go back and open all that up and just go back to the way you were. Or you can go back in, realize, oh, I only want these pieces taken out of it. And then you just get rid of the rest. Mm-hmm. So and and you can only do that if you really are processing it and you take care of yourself through it, and in the end you come out of it, you're able to just soak in what you just went through. Keep the best, forget the rest. Yes, that's what I say. That's a good. That's a good thing. I kind of stole it, yeah, as we all do, right? Yeah, amen. <laughs> but integration is really important. It kind of goes back to the top of the hour when I was asking, like, how many how many times are you trip? Me personally, you know, it'll vary. Like back in college, it was probably like twice a semester, maybe a little bit more than that here and there. Now I'm kind of like once every four or five months. That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now too. I remember at college, I was doing stuff all the time. Like every weekend almost was doing something crazy. That's because you have like such profound experiences. You're like, oh man, I want to do that again. Especially, well, coming from where I was in life too, of just growing up and being taught like these things are bad. These aren't going to do anything. And then you get older and then you do it and you're like, oh, this isn't at all what they were preaching. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, advocate and educate. Educate. Number 10. So here's the deal guys. And <clears throat> we can sit here and, and the reason for being for this podcast for Ultimately, for us sharing this with you is because there's such a stigma in society, and I, I don't know, I don't mean to get on my soapbox by right now, but it, it really is a true thing. There is such a stigma going on between big pharma and more natural, natural, like what's the heliopathic, heliogermic, native helios helicopters, native healing. I don't know. Whatever. No, there's like this big battle going on between like Big Brother and Big Pharma and all this shit. And it's definitely working. Like, I mean, especially with people with PTSD, people with OCD, people with major trauma in their life. These things are helping them dramatically. Whereas the Big Pharmas, they're just pumping out stuff just to mask it. Whereas this is actually healing and the Big Pharmas are doing everything they can to stop it. And they're slowly, though, investing into it. Oh, they're trying to sure. stop it, I mean, but they're, they're always going to go where the, the money goes. But here's here's what happened back in the 70s. If you're ever curious about what happens, like Dr. Hoffman figured out or synthesized LSD, and they started doing all these clinical trials everywhere from Harvard and Stanford to 
Um, oh yeah. By the way, people, that's why it is as big as it is now because the major universities did all the research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, there was a lot of good things that happened, and then it spilled out into the streets and was recreationally abused. And then that narrative was allowed to be played out by whoever was writing the story. The truth is that very few people ever overdose from LSD, MDMA, psilocybin, and die. Now, we don't have to get into that, but what is worth mentioning is that if you decide that, hey, this is something that I want to pursue, just respect it. Respect the people that take it and honor what it could do for so many people. If you if you tap into this and it's something that's very profound to you, if you decide, hey, it's not for me, either way, just honor other people's ability for what it could do for them. Also, respect after you do do it. Respect that not everyone Dude. else, not everyone else can do it. Right, a lot of people, you know, they'll do it for the first time coming out of it, and then think their little siblings and their great grandmother need to start doing it. Right? Oh yeah, man. Like they think like they've seen they've seen God and now they every they think everyone else needs to see this and mm-hmm. really they just haven't gone through a bad trip yet to realize like, oh, this isn't for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So advocate for the right reasons. Advocate for the right reasons and, and learn don't the type of people that learn from it aren't the type of people going around trying to be like, everyone should do this. It's the type of people that are really like, oh no, I've I've actually I'm growing from taking this stuff. Mm-hmm. So just being a positive example. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was worth mentioning because it... I mean, freaking Silicon Valley was basically built on microdosing. Sure was. Like, every all our iPhones, phones, these, Facebook, all these, like, crazy things, basically from coders microdosing and creating... Because they also have an imagination from taking all this stuff that they can go and... That's what happened in the 70s. That's why it's, the Silicon Valley got so big because mm-hmm. everyone, all these young people moved there, took all these psychedelics... And then they were like, "Oh, these are tools that I can use," and then it was, and then somehow went into the matrix and then made Facebook. So went into the matrix and found the answers. <laughs> so if you have questions about this stuff, um, we're happy to help. I mean, that's honestly always happy to help. What we're here for. It's why we're making this. I mean, it, honestly, it, to be totally vulnerable, sometimes it's scary putting stuff like this out because it's so counterculture. Yeah, it is a little, a little nerve wracking sometimes putting it out, but I know it's where the future is going. I yeah, understand. There's like, no stopping it. There's no stopping it now. It's there's too many things backing it. There's maps now, you know, backing it. I mean, there's you can now invest in companies on the stock market <clears throat> that are specifically doing psychedelic research. Mm-hmm. I feel like once that happened, it truly was no stopping it now because now there's money to be made in it. No stop. Now. And once mo- there's money be made into it, and people are figuring out how to do it, there's there's just gonna, it's, it's like the weed industry. Once it started becoming legal in areas, and there was money be made. Now it's definitely going to keep growing. Well, there's always money to be made. And the, trying to buy your freedom. And these the military coming out too with like the the PTSD treatment. There's a lot of generals that are hopping on board on it too, a little bit. Well, join the movement. Join the movement because we're going to be going on that roller coaster. We hope all of you. Come along with us on it. And if you feel like this would be beneficial for someone that you know, love, or is thinking about exploring psychedelics, um, please do us a favor and share it with them. If this has been something that's been helpful for you, we'd love to hear your feedback. Mm-hmm. You can uh, hit us up on Instagram. I'm at Colton DM. Uh, Dylan's at Dylan Wooden. Um, or you could leave a comment, get, leave mm-hmm. us a review. However you want to connect with us, we're excited to connect with you. Would love to connect with everybody on it, especially down this topic. This is definitely one of the reasons why we created was to educate. Well, anything else, brother? Get out there. Do it. Love it. Love everybody. Call us if you have any questions. Bye, guys.